This is Lawrence Abel coming to you from the eye of the storm of the century. Storm Chiara has absolutely smashed the UK uh, today. We've got winds of about 80 miles per hour, a heck of a lot of rain. Trees are down just beside me here. I've, uh, I've chucked on a pair of, uh, of waterproof boots and I've headed out to Walthamstow wetlands to enjoy the storm because I bloody love a good storm and uh, in a few moments uh, we're gonna head back inside to the home studio and from there we will preview Blackpool Magic Convention and we're gonna hit the archive footage and hear from people such as Ben Hart and Max Maven so that we know what we can expect from them next weekend should Storm Chiara have died down by then. I reckon it would have done. Today, football matches, rugby matches, sports events up and down the country, games called off. BA, a BA plane has flown from New York to London quicker than ever before because of the pure force of the winds behind this storm. And the storm of the century. It's incredible. I'm enjoying it. And, uh, well, we'll put the wind in Blackpool into perspective, if nothing else. You're listening to Talking Tricks, the home of amazing stories from magic, circus, variety and comedy performers. Ooh, that's better. Back inside now, away from storm Chiara. She's still going, she's still whirling away, knocking things down. Uh, but we're inside now and welcome to this very special edition of Talking Tricks. This is our Blackpool preview episode. Coming up we've got some uh, exclusive audio interviews with some of the stars of the convention and this just kind of is going to stand as a and a little something for you to listen to, to, to build up the excitement to Blackpool. Maybe something to have on, on your way up to the convention. And if you're, um, if you're heading to Blackpool for the convention, I wish you a lovely time. I may see you there. I will be there. It's the first time in three years that I've gone to the Blackpool Magic Convention. I've been away in Australia the last few years, but this year... The lineup is incredible, honestly. I, I'm so, so excited. So, um, without any further ado, here, here's a few little picks from me um, for things that I would recommend going and see. Number one, Pizza Express. You've got to get out of that winter garden straight away, head over the road, Pizza Express. It's probably the easiest, quickest, best place to eat in Blackpool. If I'm wrong, let me know. Let me know. I want to, I want to be proven wrong, but I found a little better than uh, Pizza Express. Chippies are pretty good as well. And of course, Pound Bake, just down the road, it's cheaper than Greg's. So if you like pastries and that kind of thing, that is your place to go. I wonder where, I wonder where Lance, Lance Burton will be eating. So the convention kicks off on Thursday with the international close-up competition, 8 p.m., 
and it's going to run till 12 a.m. So if you have driven up or travelled up on the Thursday and you stick it out for the whole of that, congratulations, well done. Now it will be wet and windy all weekend, I can confirm, in Blackpool, so make sure you've got a coat and, and some proper shoes and all that. And then Friday, it, it always kind of feels like... Friday's the start of the convention proper. It's Lance Burton Day. We don't get any Lance in the daytime. Lance coming that evening. I'm going to spend all day anticipating Lance Burton and friends later on that night. Matt King's lecture as the sort of final thing before everyone goes off and has their tea or dinner, whatever you call it, before Lance Burton's evening show. Um, the other kind of real highlight I would say there is it's Jamie Allen's lecture. Now, I met Jamie when I was writing feature articles for Magic Scene magazine, and that's a that's a dealer stand to go and to go and pay a visit to. If, if you're not a subscriber to Magic Scene magazine, it's a really good glossy mag. Go and have a chat to the guys on the stand there. Find out a little bit about Magic Scene and maybe pick up a a past edition that will uh, whet your appetites because it it really is great. I wrote a lot of articles for them back in the day. And as I said, Jamie Allen, I went and met him in Croydon when he was doing a show. And I sat and I interviewed him for about an hour, 45 minutes. And he it was just full of kind of real world advice and tips and tricks. And you can tell this is a guy that has has really grafted. And I would imagine his lecture, as, as well as having tricks, will have lots of really good real world advice. So if you're looking at that lecture and thinking, do you know what? I'm not sure, I'm not an illusionist, I don't want to do his style of magic. Go and go and watch that lecture, I, I guarantee you'll get good stuff there. And also, whilst I'm encouraging things to do, stay away from the Ruskin until about quarter to one. Okay, because Danny Buckler's got the late spot, the 11.30 spot, and now I saw his fringe show a few years ago now, and it was absolutely wonderful. He's so warm, naturally funny, great magic, so he's certainly worth staying in the Winter Gardens for. Hold on, you know, that that Jaeger bomb can wait a few more hours. Go and see Danny Buckler first. You will absolutely love it. Now, Saturday, um, the real pick of the day for me on Saturday is Avnar the Eccentric. Now, if you have seen Avnar at a convention before, if you've seen Avnar at, uh, on social media, because I know a lot of his videos are shared on Facebook, Twitter, um, that kind of stuff, then you will know that you want to go and see Avnar. However, if you haven't seen any of those, if you know nothing about him, here's what I'm going to say. Don't do any research. Don't watch any videos online. Just go and watch it. I think he's going to be the Jan Frisch of the convention. I remember when Jan Frisch did his uh, chop cup routine, basically, the year that it was FISM. Blackpool and everyone went absolutely crazy for it and I think Avnar is going to be a similar thing. Now also on Saturday, I'm just so so excited about Saturday. The Friday is going to be amazing. As we've just mentioned there's loads of unbelievable stuff but the Saturday. Avnar the eccentric to kick us off with his amazing show but Takumi Takahashi. If you haven't heard of him before he is incredible, a student of Leonard Green, but just one of the best card workers there is. He's going to, you know, draw gasps and awes during his lecture. It's going to be absolutely incredible. I'm looking forward to going and seeing a lecture by someone 
and knowing that I'm probably never going to perform any of the stuff in it. I love amazing, quick, cool card flourishes, but I don't do very many. Takumi has got this amazing style in which everything looks so slow and so clean, but it's, it's incredible. It's kind of, his magic is so good. It's almost like, it looks like it could be a camera trick when you watch it. I know it isn't, but Takumi's lecture is, is a real must-see. You've got to check that out, especially if you're into your cards. And of course, Ben Hart will be lecturing just after him. And I'm sure loads of you will be looking forward to going to Ben's lecture and finding out how he's so creative, what it is that Ben does to make him one of Britain's most unique different and creative performers. You're going to be in store for a really good lecture, so check out Ben. He's got a new book just out, and I'm sure he'll be lecturing some, some tricks out of there. So there's be loads and loads of tricks to learn from Ben's lecture, and there'll also be loads of really good tips and advice on, on stagecraft, performing, scripting, stuff like that. But now, joining us on Talking Tricks, we're going to go back to the archives and this is when I sat down with Ben about a year ago and Ben and I had a conversation about his creativity, about it was why he continues to go back to um, Edinburgh Fringe and Adelaide Fringe and things like that and this is Ben talking about creativity and also Ben's going to talk to us here on this clip we're about to listen to all about why he is obsessed with magic books. Have a listen to this, and hopefully this will whet your appetite to go down into the dealer's hall during the convention and get yourself some magic books, because not only might you find some unique tricks from the past, you also might get a good laugh. Here's Ben on our Blackpool Magic Convention, Talking Tricks Preview. The number one podcast for great stories from the world of magic, circus, comedy, and variety. You're listening to Talking Tricks. The longer you do an act, your margins increase. Your initial upfront investment disappears. But what's the point in your existence as a creator? So I, I, I do the festivals because I have to make a new show every year. And that's it. I would not enjoy the work of a painter who painted the same painting every time, every, every time I ever saw their work. It would annoy me. And that's a personal thing. I don't expect everybody else to feel that way, but I feel that way really strongly. Uh, I get bored of doing the same material too. But once the material gets to be as finely tuned as it can be, and let's be honest, after a hundred shows, probably your material's not going to, you know. Gate and Bloom had a really nice example. When you first work on the material, you're thinking about it in terms of minutes. Like, I've got 60 minutes to fill. Like, how am I going to fill it? Then once you've filled it, the next thing is like, right, I've got 60 minutes to refine. Like, you refine it. Then you start looking at it in blocks, routine at a time. How can I improve this routine? How can I improve that routine? And now, before you know it, you're thinking about 30 seconds here, 30 seconds there. Then after a while, you're thinking about, oh, how am I going to make that 10 seconds better? And before you know it, you're thinking about, how am I going to make that split second better? And once you've gone down to split seconds, you start thinking, where am I going to look to improve it? And now you're not even talking about seconds. You're talking about changes that don't even affect the duration of running of the show. And once you've worried about where you're going to look, you start thinking about, oh, well, maybe I should polish my shoes now. And, and before you know it, there is, you're tinkering with nothing. You're, it's like you're painting on the same painting to the point where there's so much paint on it, it will fall off the wall. At some point, you've got to leave it alone and make something new. And that is why I do the festivals. I own a lot of magic books, um, thousands. It's my dirty addiction. I still, in fact, I bought a magic book this morning. 
Uh, so, and every day I look at like, I'm looking for second-hand ones or ones I haven't got or anything. I really, really like Magic Brooks, which is a shame because slowly my pool of knowledge is getting smaller and smaller because I'm not reading anything else but Magic Brooks. So people say, oh, did you hear about this thing that's not magic related? And quick as a flash, I can turn it into a magic trick related thing <laughs> I can talk about. I find lots of funny things in old magic books, mainly stuff which is like really very sexist, which is, of course, terrible and part of the reason why we're so far behind in terms of equality and magic. My favourite one ever I found in an old Will Goldstone, uh, I think they're called Magician's Annual. They're like 1930s, beautiful, really beautiful books. In it, it's got cooking an omelette on a lady's head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here it is, literally pulled up here. Cooking an omelette on a lady's head. This effective trick creates endless excitement when performed. The spectators watch the performer fit a metal oil stove on a lady's head. Then he applies a lighted match to the wick. A frying pan into which is dropped the contents of two eggs is held over the flame for about a minute or so when the eggs are cooked ready for serving. The oil stove should be made of sheet iron and measure two and a half inches inside, three and a half inches outside. It must secretly have three oil wells three inches deep. Secretly, the performer drops a wet sponge on the lady's head through the stove whilst placing it into position. Coconut oil is the best to use for this experiment. Uh, anyway, so there you go. You secretly drop a wet sponge on a lady's <laughs> head before genuinely lighting a fire on top of it and genuinely cooking an omelette on her head. And what I love is the audacity that Will Goldstone, who was very famous for never doing any of the tricks in his books, just making them up, pulling them out of his Goldstone, <laughs> the audacity of him saying coconut oil is the best. Like, that's exactly what I would say too if I was lying about a trick I'd never done. I'd be like, oh, and by the way, only blue cards work for this one. And you often see that in magic books, uh, that they've never done the trick, but they've absolutely lied. Ben Hart for you there, who performed his lecture on Saturday afternoon. That is going to be an absolute must-see event for anyone attending the convention. Ben also mentions Gaten Bloom in that little uh, interview there. And Gaten will, of course, be performing as part of the gala show on Saturday night. And then his lecture will be on Sunday afternoon. And that also is a real must-see. Gaten Bloom is one of the most creative magicians of the past couple of decades really and someone that I absolutely cannot wait to see. Someone else I'm very much looking forward to seeing their lecture on the Saturday afternoon just after Ben Hart in fact. So as soon as you've seen Ben's lecture, hot foot it to see Max Maven. Now Max Maven, it goes without saying, is one of the greatest performers um, our industry has ever seen and I had the privilege to be able to sit down with Max Maven and discuss his career in full. It is the most downloaded ever episode. And if you haven't listened to the full Max Maven episode, please do have a little listen to that after this because there's so much stuff in that. But during that episode, Max told us why he still loves to lecture so much and also why his lectures are worth attending, even if you have absolutely no interest in mentalism. Max Maven joins us now. The number one podcast for great stories from the world of magic, circus, comedy and variety. You're listening to Talking Tricks. Well, I've been lecturing since about 1995, I think was the first. So if I didn't like it, I think I would 
not still be doing it. I do like lecturing. Uh, first of all, to a great degree, I approach lecturing as I would approach a performance. It's simply a different type of performance. Uh, and I like performing. But also, uh, the material that I choose for lectures, and I choose from a repertoire, I don't do the same lecture over and over, but uh, I try to pick material that hopefully is, is good from the point of view of the people in the audience, the stuff that will fool them and then they'll be pleasantly surprised by the methods, but also that in the course of teaching it, I can address certain theoretical points, certain aspects of psychology and stagecraft that might not have been thought of before by those people. And so I, I look at what I'm doing with lecturing as more than simply teaching a bunch of tricks, although that's obviously part of the content, but also trying to explore some areas that most people may not have. And so in that sense, I find lecturing to be of value in, in a way beyond just, it's certainly not just a money-making exercise to go and flog lecture notes. Uh, I really enjoy lecturing and, and, and bringing new ways of thinking to people. You touched on it a little bit there, but I want to maybe dig slightly deeper. I'm sure a new killer piece of mentalism is going to be one of the answers to this, but <laughs> what are the key points then, I suppose, that, that you hope people will take away from a Max Maven lecture? Well... I mean, obviously, and I, I say this usually at the start of my lecture, I, I say to the audience, I'd, I, I hope you'll see something you like and something that you might want to try. Uh, and if they do, that's great. But I also say, uh, even if nothing in the, in the lecture appeals to you in the way of saying, I'm going to try that, I'm going to put that into my, my, my future shows, uh, that at least they'll come away saying, some of the ideas in that routine... I can apply. I never thought about this particular aspect of how to construct a routine or how to make a routine engaging, how to lure an audience into being involved with uh, a premise which in many cases might ordinarily be rather dry, but, but instead to get the audience involved. So, so that's what I'm going for based on what people say after a lecture that uh, there are people who say, I'm going to start trying that. I'm going to use that routine or I have a place for that idea. But again, even if they wind up doing none of the material themselves, I'm hoping that the larger lessons have some value. Max Maven for you there on Talking Tricks. And Max, like Ben, before him, will be performing his one-man show as an alternative to this Sunday night gala show. So go down to their lectures and see what you might be able to expect from their Sunday night shows. I just think this is absolutely fantastic. I think the last time that I attended Blackpool, they might have done one, maybe, of these one-man shows going alongside the gala shows. And I think it's brilliant because let's be absolutely honest here. For years and years and years, people have been going to Blackpool. And for whatever reason, the gala show is not for everyone. Sometimes there's acts that you just don't enjoy. Sometimes the overall quality and standard of acts in the gala show in previous years have maybe been not been quite up to scratch. Now, honestly, I think over the last few years, the Blackpool Magic Convention has really, really undergone a renaissance this year. I think it's the best lineup of all time. Last year was absolutely fantastic. I think it helps, 
you know, to have these full evening shows that people can enjoy as well as the gala show, variety show. It gives you more time to kind of plan your evening. You're not rushing away so much, uh, not rushing around so much. You, you can, you know, have a proper dinner maybe beforehand. And on the Saturday night, of course, Matt King will be performing his one-man show. I was lucky enough for my 30th birthday to go and see Matt King. Uh, in Las Vegas. We went to see him, saw the show, it's absolutely wonderful, possibly the best comedy magic show I've ever seen. On the way out we told him that, you know, we'd come for our birthday and Mac, being very, you know, modest, said, well I hope you got something more than the Mac King magic show for your birthday, but that's what we wanted! And it was amazing. So, you know, that is an absolute must-see Mac King's full show. He is going to be, you know, in conversation with Lance Burton, he will, of course, I'm sure, be at the Billy Toppet premiere. He will be in the gala show. He will be lecturing. Um, Matt, they're certainly getting their their money's worth from Matt King this year coming over. So um, there's so much to see. Now, Matt is, of course, going head-to-head -head with Beat the Wand. Now, Beat the Wand might be something that you've never heard of. It might be your highlight of the convention. And it's a tough thing to explain, really. So we're going to let the person that came up with the idea, Beat the Wand, tell you all about it. Magic Sam joins us now on Talking Tricks. So we went to Derek Lever and we said, can we put the show up where anybody can have a go and they can do whatever they want? And he didn't even think about it. He just went, yep. And we were like, awesome. And then we put it on, and we put it on, and it was a gong show, and it was late at night, and it still goes on, I think next year would be our 12th year, and some of the acts, in fact, a lot of the acts, like, we, I like to think that what we did has let them be known. I don't want to say the names, but I'm gonna say that we really got a lot of attention for somebody that's really good with Rubik's Cubes. Um, we got a lot of attention for somebody that was a Britain's Got Talent second person that does ventriloquism, you know. Obviously they did everything else off their own back, but I feel like we helped them a little bit in the magic world by being able to push people and giving them the platform. And that's all Beat the Wand is about. It's not about if you're good or if you're bad. It's giving people an opportunity to get up there and be like, look, here's the thing I do. And then the other magicians will see it and they'll be like, oh my God, that guy's really good. Maybe we'll get him to our magic club or maybe I've got a gig that's better for him than it is for me and I'll get hold of that guy and do that. And it's been an awesome, awesome, awesome ride doing it. It's always very stressful and very scary. Um, Andy's stopped doing it with me now, but that's that's absolutely fair enough to him. Beat the one's amazing. It's one, of, it's one of my proudest achievements. What have been some of the highlights uh, or some of the most memorable moments of Beat the One then, just very quickly? Memorable moments, number one is PJ. PJ is a legend. He won. He won eventually. But me and Andy might have had a secret that we weren't going to let him win until 10 years into it. And he won at 10 years. Um... He came on dressed as Mickey Mouse. 
and, and was trying to banish a silk, but then had to take off the big ridiculous glove because his thumb tip <laughs> couldn't he couldn't do his thumb tip. He he also came out with a bit of himself hanging out on stage. Um, an amazing guy called Alexander Haugaus from Norway, who's entered He Won this year. Um, and his act, he makes it up every year. He literally makes it up at Blackpool every year, and he's always been second. He won this year. Um, then there's uh, Brian and Bohe, who are also Norwegian, and they're a son and dad. And when they first entered, well, I need to get them the right way around. Brian is the kid. Brian's a little boy. They're a lovely father and son. He's 11 years old. He was 11 years old when he first entered and the jokes that he was saying. There was nothing offensive, but he should not have been saying them. He was pulling used condoms out of his pockets and things. But the thing with Beat the Wand, you don't win by doing good magic. You win by taking the piss out of magic. Because you're at the convention all weekend. It's magic, 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 magic in your face. But if you can really take the essence of what's funny and what we all realise is crap about magic, then you can entertain magicians. It's magic for magicians. So there you have it, Magic Sam, talking you through what you can expect from Beat the Wand, a late night, boozy, gong-style show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Kane and I actually performed in it one year. I wish we'd seen the show before we performed. We kind of went along and was like, let's do our most impressive trick and then realised, ah, this, this is a piss take. This is very much enjoying the tongue-in-cheek side of magic and having a little bit of fun. So it's a really good alternative actually to a lot of the conventions. So check out Beat the Wand, of course. Make sure you go and check out Ben Hart and Max Maven's one man's shows and their lectures. And of course, on the Sunday, Uri Geller will be promising to answer questions. That's exciting. So, a reason to get to the venue for half past 12, which, you know, yes, it's the afternoon, but by, by Sunday, getting anywhere for 12 o'clock is often a bit of a, bit of a nightmare, a bit of a struggle. All the late nights in the Ruskin, all the fast food, it all begins to, to catch up on you a bit on the Sunday. So, uh, grab a coffee. Go and see Uri Geller. I'll be there. I'm interested to see what he's got to say for himself. Gaten Bloon and Michael Armar will be lecturing on the Sunday, and those are two amazing performers who, who I really want to go and see. The, you know, the other great thing about this programme, I think some of the names that we've mentioned already, you know, Matt King, Lance Burton, the Eversons, I haven't mentioned there. Of course, performing Arturo Braschetti. I haven't mentioned, I cannot wait to see Arturo Braschetti's full live show. I hear it is absolutely incredible. I'm sure, like me, a lot of you only really know Arturo from old Best of Magic videos. But I've been told he has an absolutely gigantic show. I'm expecting a huge set. I'm expecting loads of props. I'm expecting excitement, kish, campness. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait to Arturo Bichetti, Kaylin and Ginger, of course. They'll be performing um, in, the, I believe, one of the gala shows. They'll also be, be doing their own show and they'll be around. So that's really great. You know, they are two, two performers that have, that have done it all. Uh, some of the original acts. They were one of the original acts in The Illusionists. 
So it, it was kind of partly down to them to help that show grow and become so big. And I think that's going to be really exciting to see them. I remember seeing Kaylin and Ginger on maybe the world's most dangerous magic on Channel 5 or something a long time ago. And ever since then, I followed their career. So that'll be really exciting to see them. But as I said, you know, so many huge names performing at this convention. But then it, it's the people that maybe we don't know so much. Maybe you haven't heard of. Of course, Wayne Dobson is going to be all over the convention. Marco Carvo as well. John Archer. There's so, so many. Raphael. I haven't even mentioned Raphael. I'm, of course, now just looking at my notes. Raphael's acts are so clever. His soaring in half is one of the best tricks I've ever seen at Blackpool Magic Convention. It was the first time I'd seen it. I remember him coming out, sitting on this seat and doing it. And I was just like, this is incredible. This is what this convention should be like. So it'll be great to see Raphael. Richard Wiseman will, of course, be doing a, a seance show. That'll be interesting. That'll be different. That'll be something exciting. And it's just so, so, so many. Uh, Jay Sankey, of course, he's often in Blackpool. So that'll be fun to see him. There's so many performers on this list here. But I'm hoping, you know, what I'm going to discover is my new favourite magician. That's what I want, really. I've got this, I'm looking at this list, there's loads of magicians here that I know I love. What I want to do is I want to walk into a close-up competition or something and see someone that I've never heard of and I want them to blow me away. That's what I'm hoping for. Maybe, you know, maybe it's you. Maybe you're listening to this now and you're going to be in the close-up competition. Maybe you're a performer that I haven't mentioned. And I'm sorry for that. Um, but I can't wait to see you. I'm going to try and see absolutely everything during this convention. I'm sure you're super excited. I'm sure you're looking forward to it. As I said, the storm kind of got a little bit in the way of our regular programming here at Talking Tricks. So I thought, well, what are my options? I either don't put out a podcast or I can do this little sort of preview to Blackpool and I've enjoyed talking to myself in this room doing this little preview it was great to be able to bring you some snippets from previous episodes that are really relevant going into this convention and I just can't wait can't wait to have my first cider in the Ruskin can't wait to get rained on every day can't wait for the huge wind can't wait to see so much magic and enjoy myself and have a great time and uh, it's going to be great. So I'll see you up there. And that's it from us. Thank you for listening to Talking Tricks with Cade and Abel. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast.